That movie sucked. I kind of liked it. Movie Night Crew Network. Welcome to Fandoms Gone Wrong. I'm Charlie. And I'm Carrie. And this week, we're going to be covering Chamber of Secrets, the movie. Woohoo! Love Because we did the book. Yeah, you dragged me away from watching the movie to do this, so. Because it's on TV right yeah, now. Yeah, she was, she was re-watching it, of course, because it's always Harry Potter weekend. Well, especially Just around always... Halloween, because it's Halloween weekend this yeah. weekend. Not when you hear this, but when we record it. Oh no, they're getting the they're they're getting the backstage stuff of when we record. Oh my goodness, how <laughs> terrible! I mean, we Enjoy. didn't record the book episode. We recorded that in like February, and then released that in July. So that's so when we're recording, and we got to release it soon after, right? Yeah. Well, this one, yeah. Yeah. So Chamber of Secrets. This it's is the a, one you love movie, with all the all right? spiders. Ha ha ha. Why are you so mean to me? So, for those of you who don't know, we love to give you all the spoilers and then go into details. So, basic background story. Our boy Wonder, the magical boy Harry Potter, goes back to Hogwarts, um, only to find out that this mystical chamber that was built by Salazar Slytherin has been opened and a monster is inside trying to kill all the Muggleborns. <gasps> and he has to figure out who they are and stop him before it's too late. Got a good enough s- synopsis? I mean, it was it was very short and sweet. Very short and sweet because the movie yeah. is long and we got to go through the whole movie so I figured give it short and sweet. Yeah. I mean, yeah, let's go through it. Go um through it. we also of course like the first one, the first movie, we have the extended edition. For some reason our our box set only has the extended of the first two and it's weird. Yeah, it, so it we is got, weird like, because we got like the ultimate scenes. collection, the fancy box with all the little extras and then they put all the extended editions in another collection later. <laughs> it was have. like an ultimate collection that came out like, I don't know, 10 years ago at this point. Almost. Maybe not quite that far, but yeah, a long time ago. All I know yeah, is it came that's with... why they've had more updated versions since then. Yeah, but they should have put all the extras in the Ultimate Collection, the first one, just because. Yeah. Just because. It would have been nice. We have to watch TV to see most of those Ultimate extra little bits that I cut out. So annoying. It is. But in this yeah, version, so... we have it all, so. We do. So, of course, we start off usual at the Dursleys, you know, um... Harry is like, look at, I love the the continuity. He's looking at like the pictures of his friends and everything. It's great. And then the Dursleys call him down and they're like, we have people coming over. You have to pretend that you don't exist and just stay up in your bedroom all night. And be quiet. Quiet is the key. Quiet is the key. No noise. No nothing. We can't let them know we have another child living in the house. Which is weird. They could just say our nephew's upstairs in the first place and he's a little, uh, you know, he's got problems. We have an odd little nephew. We, we're hiding him away. No, just say he's... You know, they gotta be prim and proper. They can't have him exist. If they said he was upstairs and he had behavioral issues, that would solve, like, the whole problem of the opening scene. But... But if you mention that he has issues, then they're going to be like all judgy because they're hoity-toity, you know, people. Yeah, and his aunt and uncle are posers. Yeah. Oh my god, they're such posers. It's terrible. The amount of, like, fake... Ugh. (laughs) It's just so terrible in the scenes. Yeah, so immediately Harry goes back into his room and who's there? It's 
a house elf. It's Dobby. He's jumping on the bed. What the fuck? <laughs> I just think it's funny. Not just, just jumping, like, jumping on the bed, banging cabinet doors, banging his head, making a lot of noise. Well, he's coming here to warn Harry, don't come back to Hogwarts. Scary things are happening. And whenever Harry asks a question, Dobby's like, I can't tell you. I have to punish myself now. Okay. It's really, it makes me sad every time Dobby hits himself. It's really not good. It's really bad. And okay, I just want to know from like all the noise that Dobby makes in this scene where he's like, meh, 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 what does Vernon think is happening? <laughs> does he think he's doing magic or does he think he's whacking off? Well, I would say <laughs> That's what knowing I was Vernon, he probably thinks he's doing magic, but most adult men or adult parent type things would say, oh my God, he's making all that noise. He's either breaking something or he's whacking off. Yeah. <laughs> He's not screaming or yelling That's what or whining, though, so the maybe this, maybe the whacking off it. thing doesn't make sense, but yeah. I mean, yeah, Vernon probably thinks it's magic, but I'm just like, oh my god. <laughs> Sad thing is he's not even doing magic. He's just... Exactly, he's not even doing anything. He just has a house elf. Harry would be a good boy in this moment. Like, he wouldn't have been doing anything wrong. Dobby is the only reason he gets in trouble, so... Also, I, it's really sad that you realize, like, in this scene that Harry hasn't had any contact with his friends because Dobby stole all his letters. He was trying to make it so Harry wouldn't want to go back. I'm just trying to figure out, as abused as Dobby is and as much as he goes through in his home life, how does he manage to take the time to intercept all the letters? Okay, remember? So... As we, like, keep learning as, like, the series goes on, house elf magic is just so much stronger than wizard magic. Which, again, makes no sense. They can break so many rules. I cannot figure out... Well, no, that's... Why they're being... That's why... No, I understand that. That's why the wizards subjugate them, is so that they don't they don't have a competition. They don't have somebody who's more powerful than them. It, they have to make themselves more powerful than the house elves. What I'm saying is, is if you're more powerful, why would you allow yourself to be subjugated? They could literally just take all of those wizards well, and throw them in a pit and leave them there. Magically. Well, okay, so at this point, they've been, like, so, like, mentally and physically harmed and abused that, like, they don't know any other way. But... F- I don't know how it happened in the start. Something must have happened to make them. That's a backstory that we need to get from she who must not be named. That probably is a backstory. It's I don't I don't want it. I do. I don't necessarily want it, but I also want it. Like I want to know how the fuck that happened, but also it sounds really really fucked up. I want a movie of it, but you know, like a little like there's always little snippets online from she who must not be named who tells us different things about the story that we don't know. A backstory of how that happened, just a short one, would be nice. A synopsis. We don't need a whole detailed book. But it's it's gotta be like some really really fucked up story of how the house elves just became slaves. Yeah, literally. I mean, they are magically more powerful. If it was just physically more powerful, I could see it. But they're magically more powerful, so magically they should be able to overcome the wizards or any of the other creatures. Yeah. So it just doesn't. It doesn't. Yeah, I don't get it. So then, of course, uh, Harry tries to get the letters back from Dobby. Dobby runs downstairs, and of course, he gets Harry in trouble. by floating the the pudding i is it do we figure out is it actually just pudding or is it just like dessert because i think it's, i think british people just call dessert pudding yeah so it's it's I basically a, a multi-layer cake with some kind of pudding frosting in between from the looks of it and from what people have done online it looks like they have like dollops of frosting all around the edges and maybe pudding or frosting in the middle as a filling between the layers of cake Mm. um so yeah so yeah that that gets dumped over the head of um the lady that they're having over and by dobby 
Wow, that suit is just ruined. Yeah. And then Dobby disappears, so then it's Harry's fault because they didn't know that there was somebody else in the house who had magic. Well, because the way the scene looks, though, when you look at it, Harry's trying to yeah. stop the cake from landing over there like, with his hands outstretched behind the cake. The and Dobby's fuck, around Harry? the corner. They can't even see him. Harry probably should have just stayed upstairs. He should have. If he had stayed upstairs and watched the cake, then they would have had a hard time trying to figure out how he I mean, they the probably cake. still would have blamed him. For some reason, they would have blamed him. But it would have been harder. But also, like, yeah. It would have been hard for them to explain it away to the client. Oh, yeah. Because they don't like to explain oh, weird stuff. Would've... Because weird stuff can't exist in their minds. Yeah. Would have been very weird. So they they put bars on Harry's window and he's... Locked in his room. You know, he's sad for a little bit. He's locked in his room. And then who shows up one night? The Weasleys! Escape time! Yeah, the Weasleys are crazy. The boys come, they pull the gate off the window, and they try to help him out the window into this ima- uh, uh, invisible flying car that their father uh, has. Their father, who's... Just, you know, It's has. his job to stop the misuse of muggle artifacts. And what does he do? He tinkers with muggle yes, artifacts. he misuses so, muggle artifacts. <laughs> just a little bit. Just a, just a wee bit. You know, I mean, muggle great. cars don't fly, and they don't turn invisible. <laughs> It'd be cool if they did. I mean, maybe yours don't. It would be really cool if I had a car that was invisible and flew. Oh, my God. I feel like Wonder yeah. Woman flying through the air in an invisible car <laughs> instead of a plane. <laughs> to the invisible jets. I don't like planes, so cars would be awesome. <laughs> yeah. So Harry makes it all the way out into the car, and Vernon is, like, trying to grab at his ankle, like, no, no, you're not going to escape. And they drive off, and Vernon falls out the window. So, and this I... goes to prove that bumbles do bounce. <laughs> I'm sorry. His uncle is an abnormally large man. He falls in the branches and he's fine. That man should have died. It's a two-story building he fell out of and he's a rather large person. He fell in a tree. The tree should be gone and he should be at least injured. It looks like he's perfectly fine when he gets up. <laughs> okay, you know, this This reminds me of a thing. So when, when they figure out that, like, Neville has powers... Um, I think it's his uncle or something, like, is holding him, like, out of a window and, like, by his ankles or something. And then they, like, throw him out and Neville just bounces. Yeah. And that's how they know he has powers. So you say like, Uncle Vernon maybe has powers and doesn't know it? Apparently he's a wizard. <laughs> and uh, not a bumping good one either. Died. <laughs> he would definitely be, I don't know, I'd say a Slytherin, but I don't think he's even smart enough to be a Slytherin. Does <laughs> they have a, thir- a fourth, fifth option, whatever? No, that... <laughs> That's why he's a muggle. <laughs> See, I love a twist on this story. Just... Here's a good twist on the story. Harry Potter's grandparents really were wizards, and his aunt is a squib, and that's why she hates magical people. <laughs> you know? That would be better. That could, that could have been interesting. You know? That would have been really cool. She's a filch. She's a filch squib. Yes, yeah, not like a Mrs. Fig. Mrs. Fig is an awesome... Oh, Mrs. Fig is, like, so wonderful. We love her. I love her. They don't show her in the movies until, like, the end, but she's in the books because she's the babysitter. Yeah. So then we, we come to the Weasleys' home, and, oh my god, their house is wonderful. It's so adorable, and, like, there's just, there's magic constantly going on, even though you assume everybody's, like, asleep. Like, things are cleaning themselves. It's great. The, like, knitting is just knitting itself. Mrs. Weasley does not actually knit the sweaters. Yes. Um, she just, let's be clear. She just the them. Weasleys' house <laughs> is engineering nightmare. It's physically impossible for that house to be standing, and yet it stands. This thing is like... Because it's magic! Yeah, it looks like someone took a shed and put another smaller shed on top and just kept going with like random 
pieces of yeah. building. It's it's very cool. It kind of it's not a hobbit house, but it reminds me of like a hobbit house or like a house you'd see in a fairy garden because it's just so randomly it's, it's shaped. It's a hobbit house, but like a bunk bed hobbit house yeah. where it just keeps going. Or like I said, like one of those of fairy other. houses you see like people put together in their little gardens. It's just like an oddly yeah. angled, precociously the f- high the fact house. That, like, it's beautiful. It's awesome. They're they're. they're people don't like them like they're like the poor people and all that like they're because they're not posh and whatever like their shit is cool it's very aesthetically pleasing to me like it's it's awesome and i still will say this i say this every time we talk about harry potter and i gotta keep saying it they're magical why can't they do anything to be more posh i mean not that they should be but i'm saying like they can't make money they can't make food it makes no sense that they have magic and they can't do certain things with it. Like basic things, like yeah. make nicer things that they have. I mean, their house is very cool and I love it. It's very homey and it's exactly their personality. But, you know, they could make their house a little better. Maybe that's how they make it so stable, even though it looks like it. you could blow it over with like a wind. Um, You know, things like <laughs> that. But it's just it's just weird to me. Like they go around in like old worn out clothes and you would think that they could magically make those clothes look nicer, newer, whatever. It's just it's yeah, bizarre. They're powerful. Know people they have magic and they do come from purebred families you know what i mean they aren't muggle born they aren't any of that they are from purebred families they just choose to live a more simple life um Mm -hmm. i think they just like it they're they're happy that way you know maybe that's it they're they're in it for the aesthetic aesthetic. it's like the old woman in the shoe die for the aesthetic (laughs) (laughs) yeah no that's that's what molly weasley is she's definitely the old woman in the shoe just keep having babies until she has the baby she wants yep so uh molly uh yells at the boys um but not harry she loves harry already like He's her son now. <laughs> he needs to be somebody's kid. Nobody wants to tell. He does. And we, we meet all a bunch of the Weasleys. Not all of them, but we meet a bunch of them. We finally meet Arthur, because we haven't seen mm-hmm. him in the movies yet. Uh, <laughs> and we get the best line, what is the function of a rubber duck? Pure entertainment in the bathtub is going to be my answer. That's that's what I yeah, said. It's this. Yeah. It's good. For, it, there's no function of a rubber ducky. It's just entertainment value. It's just. It's a friend. It's just a good friend. You know. That's all you need. Maybe it's a squeaky uh, toy if you get a squeaky rubber duck. Maybe it just is a squirting toy if you get a squirting rubber duck. But in the end, it's just a bath time toy. Yeah. You you need a friend. Get a rubber ducky. So then they they get their letters from Hogwarts and they need more books and everything. So they're like, oh, we're gonna go to Diagon Alley. It's great. And we learn about flu powder. Yes, flu powder. And and we learn the most important thing about up. using flu powder is you must enunciate your words properly. He doesn't even say diagonally. He just says diagonally. Diagonally, which which sounds like something completely else. It, uh, but maybe that's the British version of <laughs> diagonally. Like you know? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe that's what it would sound like if you said it with a British accent. But he definitely didn't say maybe. diagon alley. He didn't enunciate. He didn't say diagon alley. He didn't say diagonally. So he ended up in Nocturne Alley. Yep. But not just in Nocturne Alley. He ends up in Borgen and Burks. I can never say that right. But yes, this shop where they have all the dark magical objects. It's basically yep. like all that crazy shit. A pawn shop for dark magical objects. Oh, literally, it's a pawn shop. And then this is where we get an extended scene here because we get Harry hiding in the cabinet and the Malfoys are trying to like get rid of some of their little... Um, 
little objects that uh the ministry can't notice if uh their house gets raided some some dark objects that might get them in a little bit of trouble just just a little okay. just a wee bit of trouble and i th- i think i said like in the in the book episode probably that like harry's supposed to be hiding in the vanishing cabinet <laughs> the broken one from later and in this in the movie it looks like he's hiding in like a sarcophagus or something either that or one of those like it? iron maidens but it doesn't have the spike so i'm gonna say it's not an iron maiden yeah. <laughs> but yeah it's probably a sarcophagus of some kind he's hiding in and of course it's got openings for the eyes yep yep and Malfoy. But Draco still doesn't see him, even though he's trying to play around with it. And then Sahari ends up um, escaping the, the the store, at least. And he gets lost. He's like, I don't know where I'm going. Well, the creepy, stay away from me. scary witches and wizards start trying to attack him just as he's rescued by... What's his name? <laughs> Hagrid. Hagrid. Hagrid! Who shows up to be his knight in shining oh. armor? It's Hagrid. FYI, menopause Hagrid sucks. saves the day. <laughs> he was getting flesh-eating slug repellent because I, apparently that's only in Nocturne Alley, I guess. Well, or maybe he was doing something he's not supposed to be doing. Ooh. Nah, he's just getting flesh-eating slug repellent. But this is supposed to like give them a little... <laughs> I know. Later on, it comes into this, play. It's a mystery. He's the red herring. We know that it's not Hagrid. Of course we do, because we read the we book read the book many times, and we've seen the movie many times. We know the truth. But still, it's supposed to add to the red herring idea. So if this is your first time ever watching the movie, you're going to think, oh, I wonder. He hangs out with dark wizards. Oh, no, no. Yeah. And yeah, so they he helps him to the bookstore um, where everybody else is. Louise's are all there already. And, and this is another thing I'm going to say again there? about they've got mm-hmm. all this magic. I get it. You use the flu yep. powder instead of apparating because the kids aren't supposed to apparate, blah, blah, blah. When they get out of the flu, they're completely covered from head to toe with soot. You have magic, mm, people. Yeah. Why can't you just yeah. magic away the soot? I'm not asking you to do crazy things like make yourself into a ball gown. It's down, an aesthetic. But you, can, you could just die for the aesthetic. You could just get rid of the soot <laughs> on your face and on your clothes or at least wash your face and hands. I don't know. They look no, They no. look like Cinderella in her worst ever scenes. Like, you know, just like covered with soot and dirt and, and worn out clothes that are you know i'm just like why die for the aesthetic that's all i have to say about this (laughs) i don't get it i I think that's excessive i think if you've got magic use a little bit of it it's not gonna hurt anybody you're not doing anything negative you're just trying to you know clean yourself up a bit look presentable so yeah they're they're going to get books and of course you also brought up something here is that why don't they just like get one set of books and duplicate them i actually i asked the the movie night curator discord about this and people were like oh like maybe it's because they they want to be like honest like it's it's molly weasley she wouldn't just like duplicate books because you know i'm just saying temporarily duplicate the books you don't have to duplicate them forever but like duplicate them long enough for the kids or like even they could share some books like the twins really need two sets of books the twins the twins should just be sharing books like they're in the same dorm they go to all the same classes i know they're not the same person but like they they, they're basically inseparable they can share technically harry and ron could share books because they're in all the same classes and they're best friends and they they share a bedroom they they you know they hang out together they could definitely share Ginny's the only one who needs her own set of books and technically (laughs) harry and ron don't even do the homework it's all hermione doing the homework they just try to copy it from her anyway so (laughs) That's Spoiler, true. that's not really in the movie much, but it is <laughs> what happens in the books. 
<laughs> yeah. So who's at the bookstore today? It's Gilderoy Lockhart. I wonder if he's going to be important or anything. Probably Oh my not. God. Like, he's, he's the biggest. Just... Oh, he's just a fop. He's uh, what do we want to say? He's a fop. Um, he's a dandy. A dandy. That's right. And he's so full of himself. <laughs> it's disgusting. And of course, Molly, because he's an attractive <laughs> head man, over heels. head over heels in lust for this man. And so is Hermione. Ew. God. All the girls are swooning so over good. him. And I'm just like, All really? the girls love him. No. Oh my God. That's a gay man. That is a gay man. I'm just saying. I don't even care if he's Gilder gay. He's just, blah. <laughs> yeah, that too. He's, he's so full of himself that it doesn't matter who he's into because nobody should be into him because he's all about himself. He's just completely, yep. and he's a liar, like crazy liar. Oh, absolutely. So he brings Harry out because um, he's like, oh, look, famous person. You're going to get in a picture and it it's end up being in the newspaper. It's, yeah, it's awkward. And he gives him free books. I know, the richest he's dude Harry in the Potter. room and he gives him free books. <laughs> he's Harry fucking Potter. Like, he doesn't need free books. And then her, Molly's like, oh, I'm going to get these signed for you. It's great. Because he really cares about <laughs> having true. books that are signed. He's a 12-year-old boy. He doesn't care if his books are signed. And he certainly doesn't care if they're signed yeah. by this guy. Not at all. Yeah. And this is where we... um. Well, in the non-extended version, this is where we uh, would meet Lucius for the first time because we get the the whole um, little little tussle. Well, not quite, but like little fight between the Weasleys and the Malfoys for a second. I like it so much better in the books because Mr. Weasley just like punches him, just just fucking punches him, tackles him to the ground, (laughs) punches him. It's wonderful. Who wouldn't want to punch that man in the face? I mean, really, I kick him in the balls and punch him in the face. Such a punchable face. Don't get me wrong. The guy who plays him is really nice. Um, as an actor, he's attractive and he's all that wonderful. But when he plays his character, yeah. he plays it so convincingly. I just want to kick him in the balls and punch him in the who face. Who doesn't love luscious Malfoy? Oh, luscious. <laughs> <laughs> he's got luscious hair. Lucifer Malfoy, you mean? <laughs> <laughs> but he's oh, he's not as hot as Lucifer. No, and he's much more evil. <laughs> yep. Way more evil. Uh, so yeah, they they have this little um, altercation. Let's say. And Lucius slyly slides a an extra book into Ginny's cauldron as he's trying he's trying to make fun of how much money they have by how they have secondhand books. I love that they the use a cauldron day. as a book bag. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, you gotta have like cauldrons anyway. They probably bought the cauldrons first, and then they're like, "Oh, let's just you know, just put that in there." We'll carry it's our fine. books around in the cauldron. That's okay. It's just weird. Yeah, you know. <laughs> Maybe they don't have, they don't use plastic in the Wizarding World, so they don't use, like, plastic bags or... Yeah, but you could have, like, some homemade either. hobo bag, because those were, you know, something... No, no, I, I, I say this like I'm joking, but, you know, like a homemade bag, like a like a tote bag or something like that, nothing fancy. Yeah. Oh, Molly definitely has a ton of those yeah. somewhere. You know what? Yeah, used to use so... stuff like that as book bags when I was a kid. Yeah, homemade bags, sure. So this all goes down, and then we, we fast forward, and we're getting on the train. It's great. No, we're not getting on the train. And Everybody else is getting on the train. I know. <laughs> I know. Everybody goes onto the train, and then Ron and Harry, they're about to go to the pa- platform, and they run into the brick wall. And being the it's two fine. stupid 12-year-old they're boys fine. they are, of course, instead of saying, oh, maybe we should wait for my parents to come back, they say, oh, let's go fly an invisible car through London. 
Harry, Harry said, let's wait by the car. And Ron was like, oh, you mean let's fly in the car? No, let's wait by the fucking car. I wouldn't even do that. I would have just waited in the the airport or the the train station. Sorry. I would have just waited in the train station for the parents to come in. Yeah, they could have just waited for them and been like, yeah, it, it sealed itself. I don't know. We were trying to get through and it didn't work. But they were like, but Ron was like, oh, what if mom and dad can't get back? So, I mean, I guess that's valid. They could have just waited. They could have had a lot worse problems if his parents couldn't get back. Flying to Hogwarts would be like a silly thing to do if your parents are trapped at the train station. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Maybe sending an owl to Dumbledore would have been a smarter move even. Yeah, you know. (sighs) Other things, they, there's so many. And they had they an owl done. with them. Gone wrong. Why the fuck did you do this? Because they're two 12 year old boys and they don't think clearly. Ugh, they don't. They really don't. So they're they're flying. They have some antics as they get chased by the train for a minute there. And then they fly into Hogwarts and they they fly into the tree. The Whomping Willow. It's called a Whomping Willow because it will whomp you. It'll smack the crap out of you. And I just love this this little continuity of like, remember the first movie, how Ron like just how he's like hitting his wand as he trying to do when guarding Leviosa. And that's what he does to the car is he hits his wand against the wheels like stop, stop, stop. He's trying to get things to happen. And that's how he breaks it. Just fucking breaks his wand. But this this tree is angry because they hit the tree and it tries to kill them, kind of, but it's fine. They escape. The car keeps them safe. They get out of the tree and the car spits them out. Throws them out. their luggage spits them all out and then it runs off to run nature wild and free and what happens when they get inside they're in trouble they're met by snape and filch snape wants them expelled and then dumbledore and mcgonagall are like nope nope they're not gonna be expelled they're just gonna have detention and you know why it's because it's harry fucking potter and his best friend otherwise they probably would have been expelled <laughs> Probably, or at least sanctioned in some way. But yeah, Harry's never going to get that kind of trouble. Though it gets close when the Ministry in another version, another book later, or another movie later, whichever, um, get get you know get angry with him because they're starting to turn evil. But as long as it's Dumbledore's choice, of course Harry's going to stay in school because Dumbledore knows the prophecy. Dumbledore knows that Harry needs to do the crap he does, and Dumbledore yeah, he's he's Harry fucking Potter. He's going to get get away with anything. Somehow Dumbledore knows everything. Oh yeah. He does. It's crazy. I love it. So then we we get um a little snippet of a class. We see herbology and they're they're repotting mandrakes, which are going to be important later. I wonder why. Uh, they, they like heal people that are petrified, I guess, yeah. or something. I don't know. Could be important. And then we see them. They get the mail that morning, and there's a howler. God, I can quote the entire thing of how the howler goes, but the fun thing about the howler is like it's like your parent yelling at you, but long distance. So instead of getting a letter that says "I'm very disappointed I, in you," it's your mom's voice screaming at you. Like, I love it. I <laughs> yeah, because you're a mom and you like screaming at me sometimes. <laughs> I don't like it. I don't think this should be a thing because you're you're yelling at your kid in front of the entire fucking school. Mm-hmm. I don't think I don't of it this like way. It. The kids in school already know where they fucked up. That's yeah. probably the only thing anybody's talking about in school right now is how they drove that car into a tree. Ron is going to be traumatized by this, though. I love it. The best thing about that scene, though, isn't the fact that this howler yells at them. It's that after it yells at them for like 10 minutes and then it then it goes back. Ginny, we're so proud of you for getting into Gryffindor. Oh yeah, Ginny is also traumatized. That traumatizes Ginny. 
Let's embarrass the hell out of our daughter when we're trying to yell at our son. Yes. God, I hate the howler so much. I hate it. Terrible. It's better than the rememberal. Remember the rememberal where it doesn't tell you what you forgot? It just tells Do- you you forgot It's not something. helpful. God, if I had a rememberal, it's so not helpful to somebody with ADHD to be like, oh, you forgot something. What'd I forget? No clue. You forgot something. It's like that old thing. Tie a okay. string around your finger so you don't forget. But what did you? What are you not supposed to forget? <laughs> you should tie a, exactly. a note to your not finger helpful. telling you what not to forget. Exactly. So then we go to Defense Against the Dark Arts, and who's the teacher? It's Lockhart, and he has a quiz for them. I think this is an extended scene uh, with the quiz. Oh, the, the quiz is in there, I think. Were they... All about his, all his favorite I things. It's all about Gilderoy Lockhart. Yeah, it's like, what's his favorite color? Guess what his favorite color is? It's lilac. Yes. <laughs> yes, he is not a dandy at all. He loves lilac. It's his favorite color. <laughs> oh, my God. This man is such a dandy. <laughs> I love him. <laughs> He's so bad. Yeah, so... So good. After the quiz, he sets the pixies on them. He's like, oh yeah, you know, you gotta... You, you can deal with this. It's fine. They're just... They're pixies. It's fine. This is the spell you use. And the spell... P- P- pesky pixie pestonomy. And all it does is piss them off, basically. Because he's not good at spells. It, it doesn't do shit. It just pisses them off. It's not a spell. <laughs> and Hermione, of course, saves the day. With a simple spell. It's, it's all good. Immobilis. It just stops them exactly. in their tracks. And they do nothing. Much easier to stop them. But at that point, before they did that, he, they destroyed the classroom, scared most of the kids away, and tortured poor Neville. <laughs> poor Neville. Why is it always me? It poor isn't Neville. always you. If it was always you, you'd be the chosen one, and this would be a whole different story. It'd be Neville. It, yeah, it's not him. In the it's, Chamber it's of Secrets. It's never actually Neville. Sad. So then we go to, well, almost to Quidditch practice. They're, they're heading towards it, but then they're stopped by the Slytherins. They were cock-blocked. yeah yeah i guess you could say that so we find out that draco is the new slytherin seeker because of course daddy bought his way he got he daddy bought his way onto the team he got everybody new broomsticks and then he calls hermione a bad word just a mean word Mm -hmm. we don't we don't we don't talk about that. No. Nope. But she is a muggle boy. Let's just be clear. They're racist. Yep. Malfoy's a racist. racist. They suck. We don't like them. And so Ron tries to come to her rescue. With his broken wand. And his broken wand. God, he's such an <laughs> idiot. Eat slugs. The fact that eat slugs is just a spell. What I love about this is. That's not Latin. It says to eat slugs and instead he's vomiting slugs when it's done. I think I think it's because it's supposed to be the other way yeah. around. Maybe. Yeah. So, so basically. Ron is vomiting. Instead of hitting Malfoy, it hits Ron and it makes Ron vomit slugs instead of eat slugs. Oh my god, it's so disgusting. I hate it. I really, really hate it. I like the makeup though because his face gets really green. (laughs) He gets like really sickly looking when he's vomiting up all the slugs. It's awesome. Like they did a good job on how it worked out, but like it's so disgusting. And Hagrid ends up helping them. Yeah, by giving him a bucket. (laughs) They're like, Hagrid's gonna know how to fix this. So they go to Hagrid's like, here's a bucket. Just gotta vomit him all up. Hagrid doesn't know magic. Like He knows basic magic. He knows how to take care of animals, but that's about it. Just the basics. Yeah. What he needs to survive. That's all he does, really, is what he needs to survive. Uh, and then we go to another snippet where it's detention. Harry has to help Lockhart answer his fan mail. Yeah, so they got detention for the car situation. So he's got to answer the Lockhart's a- mail. And while he's doing that, Ron is busy trying to polish all the silver and all the statues and whatever yep. while he's also spitting up slugs still. 
still. <laughs> They're not, they don't really talk about it, though, in the movie, no. I don't think. They don't talk about what Ron is doing, but we know that from the book. Yeah. Uh, and then as, as like, the night is coming to a close, Harry starts hearing voices in the walls. And Lockhart's like, y'all, you're just, you're just a bit tired. Why don't you, why don't you go and have some dinner or something? You're, you're done for the night. So Harry heads out. And, but he doesn't go, he doesn't go to the Great Hall. Instead, he hears the voice in the walls and he tries to follow it. And he runs into Ron and Hermione, and they're like, you're going crazy, man. What's what's happening? You're not happening? supposed to hear voices. That's not normal. And then he keeps hearing voices, and what do they find? They find a hallway that's flooded. And Mrs. And Norris, Mrs. Norris is, is hanging, hanging from a light from fixture. The, the, like, that's not how cattails work. But she's petrified that's, and hanging from a light fixture. She's not a normal cat. That's not how cats work. She's not a normal cat. I know. But, like, she's hanging from it like she's a monkey. What do we decide? She's, like, an maybe an animangus or something, or maybe someone who's been cursed to be no. a cat? Yeah, I was going to say, I think she's a maledictus. Yeah. There's something about her, because she's just not normal. And he call. I mean, there's a scene where he calls her his, like, precious or something like that. He treats... He, My precious. He treats her like... Or, <laughs> honey, you're dear, something. He treats her like she's his girlfriend, not his cat. That's why I think there's got to be something mm. else about them. I don't know if we'll ever get a backstory on that. Oh, we're never going to, because Roldemort says that Mrs. Norris is a normal fucking cat. Yeah, no. She who must not be named is wrong. Mrs. Norris is not a normal fucking cat. Either that or... or if she is, then Filch is fucking the cat. <laughs> ah, don't! No! No! Oh, I hate it. I hate it I mean, it so I'd say much. it could be a witch's familiar, but he's not a witch or a wizard. He is a squib, and the worst oh. sort of squib. You know, I think I thought we agreed that squib is probably also a bad word. He's a wizard born. Just like Hermione's a muggle born, he's a wizard born. He's a wizard born non magical person. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Completely. So they're in the wrong place at the wrong time because everybody comes out of the Great Hall and sees them in the hallway and they're like, oh my God, they did this. What's happening? Filch is screaming. And then Dumbledore shows up. He's like, uh, nope, they didn't do this. Calm the fuck down. We got some mandrakes. We're going to heal her. It's all right. <clears throat> And, oh, yeah, we, we forgot there's also writing on the walls, of course, right? This the is chamber where we see has the, been opened. Um, air, enemies of the way, beware. beware. In blood, of course. Yeah. And so... You're going to find out whose blood, <clears throat> exactly. It's chicken blood. <clears throat> that's not in the movie, yep, though. Because, no, that's in the book. So, Tom has Ginny... Um, spoilers. <laughs> Tom has Ginny kill all the roosters because uh, roosters crow can kill a basilisk. Oh. And so they, maybe he just didn't like cock. They use the blood of those. Ha ha ha. Ha ha. Ha ha. Yeah. So that's what the blood is written in. Um, yeah, so the, the three are like, okay, we gotta solve this mystery, we gotta figure out what's happening here, and they're like, we're gonna, we think that maybe it's Malfoy, because he doesn't like Muggleborns, and so, and we know that Slytherin himself was racist as well, and didn't like Muggleborns, because, um, oh, did I, did I forget to write down that, um, I think the next scene is actually where, um, McGonagall tells them the story of, like, the founders and how Slytherin was racist against Muggleborns. <laughs> That's what it was. But they, the three figure out, okay, so we think maybe it was Malfoy. We're going to disguise ourselves as Slytherins, make Polyjuice Potion, and, you know, figure out. We're going we're gonna to get him to confess. But it's going to take a little while to make that potion. So we have, we have other things going on. Uh, we have a Quidditch game mm -hmm. where... <laughs> 
my God, Harry and Draco are, are fighting for the snitch. And then Harry, of course, he gets a snitch because, you know, he's Harry Potter. He's the protagonist. He's going to get it. Of course he's going to get it. But but there's a bludger which knocks that's off his been broom. chasing him. And it, it, it knocks him off his broom for, like, the last minute. It nearly kills him, too. But his arm is broken. Not to worry. And Lockhart. Not to worry. Lockhart has a cure for that. Lockhart. A terrible cure. My goodness. Don't. Don't let him heal you. Just, you should have said, no, I don't consent to this. Please stop. But it's, Please don't. It's better to have no bones than to have broken bones, right? No. Wrong. <laughs> he can't move his arm. That is the most squeamish scene in this whole movie. I'm sorry. I know the spiders are a problem, scene... but it's the most squeamish scene when he removes oh the God. bones from Harry's arm and That's they just body flop this right rubber there. arm around. It's so disgusting. I love it. Can I just... Maybe maybe that's the thing about this movie. Chamber of Secrets is just the scariest movie. It has... If you're afraid of snakes, it has snakes. If you're afraid of spiders, it has spiders. It has body horror in this. It has the slugs coming out of Ron. This is just gross and scary. The fuck is this movie? (laughs) It's awesome. It's just terrible. It's terrible. And yet we love it. I mean, I guess. Yeah, you do. I guess we do. You sure? Yeah, so... Uh, Harry has to go to the hospital wing to have his bones regrown. And who sees him that night? It's Dobby. Dobby sneaks into the hospital wing and is like, Harry, no, I send the pledger. I'm the one who uh, made it so you couldn't get through the barrier. Like, I'm trying to keep you out of Hogwarts. Stay out of Hogwarts. Too late. Too late. Literally just too late. He's going to be here. Unless you kill him, like, he's going to be here. But Dobby's trying to save his life, so. Mm -hmm. And then Dobby disappears. And then we see the first, the not the first, the second victim, I should say. Colin Creevy. Poor Colin. <laughs> we didn't talk about him before, but like he's he's new this year and he's Harry's biggest fan and he's already been petrified. And he's a photographer. He's all about taking pictures. I think it's so funny that the actor who plays Colin is now a photographer. I think it's funny that he uses an old-fashioned camera. I know hilarious. this is supposed to have happened like, what, the 80s? The 90s! This happened in the 90s? 90s? Okay. I thought this was yeah, older. Yeah, it's supposed to be 92. Oh, in 92? Well, then in 92, we had better cameras than, I don't know. He's got an old-fashioned camera because the reason why he's not petrified is because of a re- reflection instead of seeing it directly, like through his eyes. He saw it through the camera or whatever. Yeah. If it was a digital camera, you wouldn't even be looking at it. You'd just be like snapping a picture on your phone or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't think they had digital cameras like that in the 90s. They also didn't in the wizarding world. Yep. So then the... The next scene is the dueling club where Lockhart is trying to teach them all how to duel, I guess. Which is hysterical because he's so pathetically bad with any kind of magic. Why would he try to do this? Of course, he's doing it with... Of all people, Snape, who pretty much Snape, hates him. Snape, so good at magic. <laughs> and who absolutely hates Lockhart. You can see it in his well, face. Well, who doesn't He's got disdain. Except all... I love his look of yeah. disdain he has whenever he sees Lockhart or Lockhart's... You know, Lockhart's, like, boastful, and he's like, oh, yes, of course. You know, <laughs> you just get that look like... Axpelliarmus! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And we get a little bit of an extended thing here, too, where we meet Justin Finch Fletchley. Which is a fun name to say. Or if you've seen Puffs, Jay Finch. I'm just going to call him Jay Finch because that's what they call him. That's good because I always screw up the (laughs) Finch Fletchley thing. Yeah. Yeah. I think I always say Fletch Finchley or something. He's also a muggle born. And as as Harry is chosen to... um, 
duel um, by Lockhart. Uh, Malfoy is chosen by Snape. Of course. They duel for bits. And then Malfoy sets a fucking snake on Harry. So they didn't follow any of the rules of the duel. They they just started no, before. They started not using not disarming spells, but like actual active spells against each other. Um, yeah, and of course. Yeah, so when he throws a snake, Harry starts talking to the damn snake. And the snake tries to go and like attack Jay Finch. And basically the conversation <laughs> Harry's, Harry's like, having with the snake is, Stop don't it. do that. And the snake's like, but I want to. <laughs> yep. And then apparently everybody in the scene thought that Harry was egging the snake on. So that's why it's like, oh, they're all upset with Harry. Harry's the heir of Slytherin because Slytherin could talk to snakes just like Harry. Harry didn't even realize he could talk to snakes like as in like it was a special magical ability. He thought it was something any magical person could could do. do Hello, Salazar Slytherin. His symbol is a snake. He talked to snakes. He put a monster in the castle. Hello. I just want to know something. So why? Why is talking to snakes a special ability? What about talking to any other animal? Why just snakes? Why are snakes so special? I don't know that they're special, but they're certainly not exactly the nicest of creatures to be talking to. They're, you know, I don't know. Well, depending on um, what culture you're from. Oh, there are cultures that think snakes are beautiful and sweet, I'm sure. But they're also deadly. I don't know about (laughs) beautiful and sweet, but I know, like, different cultures associate snakes with different things. Like, the Greeks associated them with, like, protection and wisdom. Sure. and... (laughs) And then, like, in Asian cultures, like, snakes are kind of like dragons and they're associated again with like wisdom you know yeah it's very wise to stay away from snakes that are poisonous or or powerful enough to kill you that's what i know about being wisdom in snakes stay away from them if you can i'm just (laughs) especially the special one that's in the castle that we'll meet later that's when you definitely want to avoid hiding out in the pipes just just chilling in those pipes Yeah, I I literally wrote down in my notes. Oh my god, Slytherin was a parcel mouth. What a plot twist! <laughs> Who else Slytherin? might be a parcel Duh. mouth if Harry is and Slytherin was? Hmm, I wonder. Um, Malfoy, obviously. No, Malfoy doesn't have hardly any skill at all. Yeah, and oh my god, best extended scene is right here, right now. Uh, if if you know the meme, you know the meme. Who am I, Hedwig? What am I? <laughs> Harry's just like sitting on like a mountain or something, chilling with Hedwig, and it's like, why was this here? Because everyone thinks he's the heir of Slytherin. He's just being all emo. That's probably why they cut it out of the original film because they were like, why did we make this scene in the first place? Let's just cut it out. Don't need it. <laughs> but it's a, such a meme. I love it so much. It's great. And then... Uh, <laughs> a shitty Hufflepuff's extended scene. I love your note. That's awesome. Y- yeah. Yeah, that was my note because um, we're we're like... I don't know if it's like class or study hall or whatever, but um, they're all this... They're writing in their books. They're chilling. And then the Hufflepuffs are glaring at Harry. And so Harry's like, I'm going to leave class because they, they're being mean to me. But he stops... He like he stops around the corner. He listens in on their conversation as they're like, "Harry's the heir's lyric. He sucks." And I think one of them's like, "But Harry's so nice. He couldn't yeah. be." They weren't in class. They're in the library. I think of that one. Were they I think in it's the library. Okay. They, they were all studying in the library. Yeah. Okay, I couldn't tell because like you know the it seemed to me like it was where the library the, where they were talking. But yeah. Yeah, where everything is in the castle changes based on different movies. Yeah, I was so gonna say it's hard to tell. <laughs> Whoever the director is changes I can't the, tell the geography. That's one thing I gotta say. I don't like the change in some of the scenery after after this movie. I don't like I yeah. don't like the new scenery. I liked it the way it was in this movie. We'll get into that. Um but they were being 
awful to him. Why are the Hufflepuffs just so mean in the movie? Because they don't have nearly as much power so, as Harry does, and they know it. They're, they're all good and loyal maybe. and friendly to themselves, just not to others. It's, it's all fucking like Ernie McMillan, I think. <laughs> He's the worst. So... <clears throat> Then, uh, was it, I think Harry runs into Hagrid for, like, a second there, who's bringing in the giant Christmas tree. Uh, I don't remember what they, what they talk about in that scene, but I know that he runs into Hagrid for a second, and then, is, is that when he sees Jay Finch and Nicholas? Because he's just rowing about the castle, right? Oh, maybe. It could be, I don't recall. I didn't even... The next thing I wrote down is why would anyone think Harry hurt this kid? So I think that's the Jay Finch scene where he's been petrified and then nearly headless Nick is just like floating in midair. He's smoking. Yeah, I like, want to know how they unpetrify a ghost. I Well, he's already dead. Yeah, but they, he was petrified. How do you unpetrify him? Because he can't consume the potion. Maybe he just wears off. <laughs> Maybe it wears off. Maybe. I mean, they can't, they can't give him the potion. Maybe. No, wait, wait, wait. I got it. They have to steam it. <sighs> And then he, he the vapors <laughs> go through his va- corporal or vaporal body or whatever. I can't even say it. His ghostly body. Yeah. Maybe. I don't know. Something happens. It's weird. But but he's caught by Filch and McGonagall and they think Harry, they think that Harry hurt this kid for some reason. Well, McGonagall's like, I can't do anything for you now. You just got to talk to Dumbledore. And of course, five seconds later, Dumbledore's like, like, of course he didn't do it. Yeah, exactly. But Harry has like a small conversation with the sorting hat. It's like, uh, why did didn't you put me in Slytherin? Sorting hats, like, uh, you asked. You asked for Gryffindor. It's your own fault. Yes, but in this scene is where Harry should be telling Dumbledore what the hell's going on. And he doesn't. Dumbledore oh, gives no, him an out. He doesn't. He gives him an out. Harry's more focused on the sorting hat and the fact that um, the phoenix <laughs> exists. <laughs> I'm just saying, when Dumbledore says, the is there anything fire. you want to tell me? Nope. You should say, yeah, There's I nothing. talk to snakes now and I don't understand what's wrong with that. <laughs> well, I blame Hermione. Even in the wizarding world, hearing voices isn't a good sign. <laughs> and talking to snakes is a sign of a dark wizard, she told him. Yep, that too. It's, there's a reason why he's a dark wizard, because he was chosen by Voldemort, and Voldemort gave him part of his power. We find this out later, oh, but we know this. Was that was that one of the things the Hufflepuffs were saying, that maybe like Voldemort wanted to take out Harry as a baby because he thought he a would rival. be another dark wizard? And he would be a rival yeah. for him later on, which he is, but not as a dark wizard, as a good wizard. Although yep. I'd say Harry's more gray, um, just like Dumbledore's more gray. Harry the gray? Well, no, because this. Yeah. <laughs> Because he, he does the right thing, but he does it sometimes using some of the wrong methods. You know, he breaks the rules. I guess. Yeah. I guess. If you think so. I think he breaks a lot so of rules. So we got, we, got we got a slight extended scene where Fred and George are joking about Harry being the heir of Slytherin. They're like, stay away from him. He's the heir of Slytherin. Get away. Problem is, Jerks. they're just joking and everybody else is going to take it seriously because yeah, people exactly. are getting scared, like really scared around town now. Yep. But the polyjuice potion is done. So... Harry and Ron um, give Crab and Goyle, Malfoy's besties, um, some gross oh, cupcakes. Yeah, okay. So this is the scene. I love this scene. First of all, she pulls these cupcakes out of her pocket. Hermione pulls the cupcakes out of her pocket. They look like they're they look like a rubber dog toy, to be quite honest. They don't look like actual yep. cupcakes because they just look so fake. But she pulls them out of her pocket says, I put a draft. And she's got her hands over the top of the frosting part saying, I put a sleeping draft in these. Give these to so the guys. Gross. Now, a granted, Crab and Goyle are not the most intelligent guys on the planet. And God knows they would eat pretty much anything you put in front of them. So thank they, God. They eat floating cupcakes. They literally eat floating cupcakes. They grab them and take big bites out of them. I'm sorry. If someone put, oh if God. those cook, 
and I love cupcakes and I love to eat crappy food that I'm not supposed to. But if I saw those cupcakes floating in front of me, I'd be like, yeah, no, no, <laughs> no. goodbye. Because they looked not so terrible and they look so fake. And I'm like, oh, whoever, whoever designed that, that scene should have made delicious looking cupcakes. It would have been a lot more believable. So we're, again, this is another point against this movie for how gross it is. And then we get to the polyjuice scene, which is even more gross. Oh, yes. Because they all want to puke. With the tail. They they eat this <laughs> disgusting thing. It looks like literal shit. Yes, it does. It they're, they're eating diarrhea. That's what they're, they're eating. They're drinking it's it. It's disgusting. Yeah. And then they all vomit. <laughs> Harry does not vomit, though. Like, Ron and Hermione run into the stalls, and Harry's just sitting there. And then, like, my god, this is a body horror scene again. Because, like, his face bubbles, and then he turns into um, Goyle. Which, yeah. So attractive. <laughs> yeah, so attractive. Uh, so he and Ron um, run around trying to figure out where the Slytherin common room is. Um, they run into Malfoy and Percy, who is like, oh, you should be walking around here late at night. And Malfoy, like, bad mouths him. Uh, Percy is such <laughs> a wuss. He's like all know, tough and whatever on everybody else. Malfoy comes by and, and puts him in his 12 place. And this 12-year-old is like, shut the fuck up. Yeah. And he's like, <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> Not really, but yeah, kind of. He backs right down. Yeah. And I love I love this, the line where Malfoy is like, why, do you, why are you wearing glasses? I didn't know you could read. <laughs> like, I was reading. I didn't know you could read. <laughs> He can't. Spoiler. He ad-libbed that. It's wonderful. No, Goyle cannot read, actually. But they, they go to Slytherin common room. Malfoy is just being a dick. He's being racist. He's the worst. He's stealing. <laughs> he stole other people's Christmas He's presents. Stealing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I forgot that it was Christmas. <clears throat> yeah, so they, they find out he's not the heir of Slytherin. He doesn't know shit. He knows nothing. So they leave because the Apologies Potion is wearing off anyway. Yeah, the, the hair is turning they run red. Into the crab scars and coming up on his face. It's kind of funny. They run into the real Crab and Goyle. And the, this is the extended they probably scene. Them. This is the extended <laughs> scene. They run into the real Crab and Goyle in the hallway and, and then they just run off. It's funny. Crab and Goyle are idiots, so they yep. probably think nothing of it. Truly. Yep. And then, of course, they meet Hermione in the bathroom and she's she's not a person she's a cat because the hair that she got was from a cat she was thinking she so. was gonna turn into one of the Potion girls from Slytherin and that didn't quite work out oh well but Ron liked her tail <laughs> he says that you think that Ron's a f- you ro- think that Ron's like into furries I don't know <laughs> she he said oh look at the tail <laughs> I think he was just laughing at her maybe I think that's all it was he was laughing like and Myrtle god fucking moaning Myrtle the ghost in the bathroom room was Gee, like a wait a minute there. there's a ghost in the bathroom you mean the bathroom that flooded the hallways recently it's not important nope it, it, a girl like did Definitely she die in that bathroom maybe she died in the castle i don't know a while ago hmm spoiler all i know is her name is myrtle elizabeth warren let's be, let's be honest about the one thing about these books 90 <laughs> percent of what you see in the movies or read in the book is a spoiler for something that's going to happen later on in the movie or the book if it's not from everything and if it's not a spoiler from that movie or book it's a spoiler from a future movie or book there's so many nuggets in this i love it so many things that come up that, so many nuggets so many nuggets a couple boulders too but mostly nuggets so then I believe is um okay. I think it, the next scene that I wrote down is when they um they get the book from Myrtle, the diary, because she she flooded the bathroom. Well, Harry gets the book, and then she's yes, Harry finds Harry the, book. the book. She he finds but, the water coming out of the bathroom. And he goes in the bathroom, and Myrtle's in there, and she's all upset. She's like, someone threw a book at me. 
so upset. He grabs a book out of the and toilet. Then Harry, Harry takes this gross book that's in toilet water. Again, this movie's so gross. So Yes, gross. but it's a toilet nobody uses, <laughs> so it's not like it's dirty toilet water. It's nobody still, uses still those bathrooms. toilet water. It's gross. But nobody goes to those bathrooms because those bathrooms are haunted by Myrtle and nobody wants to go near the Myrtle. It's one of those places yeah, that's... it's not even that she's a scary ghost, it's she's annoying. That's right, she's <laughs> annoying. And if you're a boy in the bathroom, he would, she would stare at you. Although it is a girl's bathroom, so you shouldn't be a boy It's in a girl's bathroom. bathroom. Anyway. <laughs> But Harry doesn't care. He goes in. Yeah. What the hell? So we get a little extended scene because um, Hermione's in the hospital wing after the Apologies Potion. And they're all talking about the book. Like, what's going on with this? Do you think it's dark magic? I don't know. Is There's nothing written in it. What's going on here? And... Spoiler, it is dark and magic. Then- Mm-hmm. it is dark magic as Harry finds out in the next scene where he's like hmm maybe I should just write in this thing and so he writes in it and it talks back to him mm-hmm. Tom Riddle and he's Tom Marvolo Riddle Harry's like do you know anything about the Chamber of Secrets yes can you tell me no but I can you. show you and he's transported into the and scene just sucks him into the book and it shows him all the things and it's it shows him that Tom Riddle believed that Hagrid opened the Chamber of Secrets and that a girl died fifty years ago. Did it say? Did it? Huh. Did it show that he believed Hagrid did it, or did it show that he turned Hagrid in as the person who did it? Because well, I think that's what it shows. Okay, he turned Hagrid in. Whatever. <laughs> just can you stop? Huh. I'm not good at wording things like off the cuff sometimes. I know, but it okay? but it makes a difference as to how the movie flows in the end because. He didn't think Hagrid did it for a second, but he figured that he could yeah. finger Hagrid because but Hagrid had a monster. Tell Harry, oh, it was Hagrid. Because Hagrid had a monster the in the point. castle already, and they thought that a monster came out of the chamber. So this giant spider yep. that was the size of a dog. Um, yeah. Yep. And so they think it's Hagrid now, but it's it's not Hagrid. Plot twist. It's 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 not Hagrid. Of course, it's not Hagrid. It's definitely not. He's a red herring. <laughs> Always is. And then, my goodness, wonderful scene. We're going to a Quidditch game. And McGonagall's like, Quidditch is canceled. You can't cancel Quidditch. Oh, yes, you can. When <laughs> Ron and Harry have to go when... to the hospital wing to visit a petrified. Because Hermione is petrified. But. God, Hermione missed so much of this year. She was petrified, but she figured it and out. She, well, we they don't know that yet. Well, they'll figure it out when they. All they know is that she was found with a mirror walking through the corridors. And so they go off to see Hagrid because they're like, well, maybe he knows something. Whether or not he did anything, maybe he knows something. Because he was there the last yeah. time it was open. And they can't even talk to him because he has visitors. He has Dumbledore, the minister, and Lucius Malfoy. And he's being taken off to Azkaban. So while this is all going on, the kids are hiding behind their invisibility cloak invisibility in cloak. Hagrid's hut. And Lucius Malfoy And Dumbledore can obviously them. see yeah. them. Dumbledore knows they're there because Dumbledore leaves them little nuggets that he's there. And of course... Um, Hagrid leaves them little hints that, you know, that they can find. Help will always be given to those at Hogwarts, to those who ask for those it. Those who ask for right? it, yeah. And then... And then Hagrid's like, follow the spiders. Follow the spiders. Someone could... <laughs> and someone needs to look after Fang. Like, like yeah, okay, Lucius well, Malfoy's no. gonna look after Fang. <laughs> well, that's why the boys take Fang when they go to follow the spiders. Yeah. Follow the spiders. Why couldn't it be follow butterflies. the butterflies? So <laughs> Malfoy fires Dumbledore. Fudge arrests and well, takes yeah. um, Hagrid off to Azkaban. 
again. And the kids are left to do whatever the fuck they want because there's no one there to stop them, <laughs> basically. Yeah, yeah. They run off into the forest with Fang. And this is the part that I really, 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 really hate. Because they're attacked by a giant so spiders in a nest of giant well, spiders. They talk to the spider. They're like, were you the monster? He's like, nope, I was not the monster. And we're afraid of the monster. Spiders don't like it. So there you have it. And then they're attacked and they're saved by the car. Yeah. So he's basically like, I'm not going to kill Hagrid, but you know what? My babies are hungry, so they're going to eat you. Um, And then the car shows up. The car that's wild. It's now a wild flying invisible car. I love the car. I love the fucking car. It's so good. You know, who who's, would expect a car to save your life? The car to actually come in actively. I mean, it's not Herbie the Love Bug, for God's sake, but it is. It so is. <laughs> it's like, they, you know, maybe they liked Herbie the Love Bug. It's Herbie's cousin. <laughs> the jalopy. I don't know. <laughs> no, it's a Ford Angula. Ford Angula. Oh, Anglia. you remember yeah. that. I said I don't remember that. Yep. Yeah. So when they get back to the castle, they visit Hermione again. And that's where they find the page crumpled in her hand and figure out that it's a basilisk. It is a giant fucking snake. That's why Harry can talk to it. And it's traveling around the castle through the pipes. Yep. But then there's an emergency. Um, All the teachers are called in because Ginny has been taken by the basilisk into the chamber itself. Mm -hmm. And of course, her skeleton will lie in the chamber. Snape challenges Lockhart to save the day because Lockhart is an expert on fighting monsters. Or so he says. Yeah, you said you know where the the monster is all along. You know where the chamber is. Yeah, you've been saying all along. You You know how to stop this thing. It's about fucking time you do it. Yep. So the boys are like, oh, Lockhart's going to do it. We got to go. Well, let's go talk to him because he's going to try to help anyway. He knows what's going and on. And we'll he's tell him. trying to run away. Yeah, he's packing his <laughs> bags. He's going to sneak out the side door when no one's looking. <laughs> he's such an idiot. So these 12 year old boys threaten him and they're like, We're, you're coming with us because you're, you're an adult and we need somebody to like help us stand in front of us in case. <laughs> yeah. He's going to be the cannon <laughs> fodder at this point. Literally, that's all he is. He's just <laughs> cannon fodder. So they go to the girls' bathroom uh, on the <clears throat> second floor or third floor. I forget which one is. Wherever They it go is. to the girls' bathroom, the, the bathroom where Myrtle's waiting. Myrtle's bathroom. And they verify with Myrtle that she died. They're like, you, why did you die? When did you die? What happened? Because, um... The girl 50 years ago died in a bathroom. Yeah. So 50 years <clears throat> ago, she died when she saw glowing eyes near that sink over there. Mm-hmm. And there's a snake edged on the ed- on the sink. Like Now, this is the fun part I love. <laughs> How did nobody know this? So Harry talks to the etching of the snake on the sink and tells it to open up, and it does. <laughs> that's magic for yep. you. Yep, that's how it works. The sink opens up, and they push Lockhart down it so they can see if it's safe. Yeah, well, you might as well. He's not good for much of anything else anyway. Again, cannon fodder. (laughs) Yeah, and then immediately in the next scene, he's like, well, um, we're not going any further. I'm just going to obliviate you two because I don't want to die. Because he's good with memory charm. So he uses Ron's wand. You know how that goes. Nope. (laughs) It's not good. Uh, he causes an avalanche because he flies backward into the, the ceiling, basically. Because the spell hits him. <laughs> yep. And then um, Ron and Lockhart are closer to the entrance and Harry is closer to the, the end of the chamber. He keeps going forward. He has to talk to more snakes to get through another door. And then then we're in the real chamber yes. now. And Lockhart no longer remembers who he is or why he's there. Yeah. Which is awesome. Oh, do you live here? <laughs> <laughs> Ron just hits him in the head with a rock. It's great. Knock him out. 
Yeah, shut up. Yeah, so there, there's like a freaking like statue or not statue, like a, a molding in the the wall of Salazar Slytherin's head. Yep. Oh, that's right, <laughs> with the, the big open mouth, out. right? Yep. Because Salazar yep. Slytherin likes snakes. He deep throats snakes. snakes. How gross is that? He deep throats <laughs> snakes. He does. The snake comes out of the mouth at some point. He deep throats snakes. Yeah. So gross. But you know what? If you and watch the movies, you'll see that the mark, the dark mark, is actually a snake coming out. Like of I know, a mouth. it's literally, it's literally, it's literally like the dark mark. Salazar so Slytherin. Maybe yeah. that that's where Voldemort got the idea from. Yeah, because he's a sick. That's where fuck. it was. <laughs> yep, they're all sick fucks. Uh, so who is in the chamber? It's not just Ginny who's dying on the floor. Um, it's Tom Riddle from the book. The the guy from the diary. What the fuck? And guess what? He's Voldemort. Plot twist. He's Voldemort. Oh my god. He's such a dork because he did a little anagram. Uh, what, yeah, anagram of his name and made it into I am Lord Voldemort. What a dork. Well, of course he's a dork. He was this <laughs> lonely kid that nobody liked because he was creepy and weird and hurt people. So, of course, he's like going to do something stupid and weird. But people, that's the thing. People, not I don't know if they liked him, but they feared him. So they joined him. Yeah, well, Imperious Curse will do that. You know, that and the fact that he had no problem throwing around that Avada Kedavra spell whenever he wanted to. Yeah, people were feared. They feared him. That's all it was. So he sets the the battle basilisk on harry tries to kill him but who is called to harry but fox the phoenix wow well because he said something about dumbledore didn't he yep he's like dumbledore um is the greatest sorcerer in the world you know he's the best i don't know he says something something, he says the i think tom riddle says something about how did a child with no particular magic fest the you know the best sorcerer in the world and harry's response was basically dumbledore is the best sorcerer in the yeah, world yeah dumbledore's the best <laughs> not you so fox comes but and drops so, off a hat so fox comes drops off a little hat and he also blinds the basilisk as it comes toward harry tries to kill which him. is awesome so they because the, we know this now that the eyes of the basilisk will kill you or if you see yeah. a reflection, if, if it will petrify you. Into if you see a reflection, yeah. this is how everybody was petrified. They saw reflections of him in the water, through the camera. Or they saw him through a glass or through a ghost. Yep. So they never yeah. saw him directly. If they had seen him directly, they would have ended up like Moaning Myrtle. Myrtle. Which, just so everybody knows, it's really creepy that a woman who was like old played this 14-year-old girl. It's so creepy. It is creepy. It's creepier in the fourth one. Yeah. But yeah, it's... Let's be clear. The actress currently is around my age, maybe even older than me. She's in her 50s. Um, So when the movie was shot, she had to have been in her 40s. It's creepy. Yeah. (laughs) It's just plain creepy. I don't like it. Don't like it. (sighs) Maybe her, maybe her late thirties, but still, it's creepy to think that she's playing a sixteen-year-old girl. She's playing like a, no, a fourteen-year-old yeah, girl. She's playing a t- she's playing a teenage girl. It's was weird. she a second or third year? She's like thirty something, forty something. Yeah, she was a second or third year when she died. So yeah, don't like it. No, it's gross. It's funny though. Anyway. Uh, so, yeah, Harry's, like, running from the snake, um, trying to make sure it can't hear him, and then what comes out of the hat but a sword. sword. Oh, now, here's my question. Who'd have thought a snake had that good a hearing? They don't even have ears. They don't have ears. <laughs> but it could hear him literally ble- breathing in the, in, in the tunnels. <laughs> you know, you know what snakes also don't have? They don't have any arms. <laughs> 
I will never not bring up that line from Steven Universe. <laughs> so sad for them. <clears throat> yeah. So Harry kills the snake with the sword. He does get a little bit stabbed himself, though, by a fang. By it's fang fine. Fang of the basilisk. You know? He's just he's just slowly dying because there's some venom in his blood. But, you know, it's, it's fine. It's good. We're all good. <laughs> not quite. He's dying. He's dying. I know. But more importantly, he stabs the book with the fang. With the fang. I want to know what gave him this idea to do this. Like I think he was just thinking, didn't... destroy the book any way you can. I don't think he really thought about the venom and the whole bit about yeah, that. He was he, just trying to destroy he the was book. Just le- he could have used the sword, but he was like, let's use the fang. Mm-hmm. I just want to like rip this book apart because this guy sucks. Yeah. And then he killed Tom and he burst into, I don't know, light. Because it wasn't really sparkles. Tom in body form. It was his he was He was almost solid. <laughs> He was almost like real. He was almost full. As yeah. Ginny was dying because he was he was sucking Ginny's life energy and now Ginny's back. She's back alive. Yep. And Harry's but dying. Harry's dying still. So sad. <laughs> and you know it's so sad. Fox thought it was sad too, so Fox started crying all over Harry's arm. Yeah. But good news, Phoenix tears have healing powers. But you know what? You know what? Here's something. If Harry had died right here, so would the Horcrux inside of him. <laughs> well, there would have been two down, five to go. Exactly. <laughs> I don't know if he would have been able to come back, but there would have been less Horcruxes at least. But if he did come back, he wouldn't have had all his little extra abilities, like to ta- to find out what Tom yeah. was doing and to talk to Snake. That's fair. Or to find the other Horcruxes. Yep. So, of course, he has to stay alive. But Fox <clears throat> came to his rescue, brought him the Sword of Gryffindor and the Sorting Hat, so he's all good. And how are they going to get back? Well, we found out earlier that Fox is a phoenix. They can carry hundreds of times their own weight, long distances. So Fox flies everyone out of the Chamber of Secrets. Lockhart still trying to figure out what the hell's going on. But this is awesome. This is just like magic. (laughs) Oh, God. It's funny. What we don't find out from the movies is he ends up at Mungo's. Yeah. Also, this this movie, this is where I started shipping Harry and Ginny. I was a small child. I don't think I I don't think many books had come out at this point yet. Like we didn't know that Harry and Ginny were a thing. But at this point, I, I don't just, even like, know I saw if this, she like, knew they were a thing. They're they're together. I was like, he saved her. They're they're having a moment. They're together. That's it. Movie two. I shipped it. And then later on, they get less chemistry. <laughs> but it really, I don't think she who must not be named really knew for sure that they were going to end up together. Because at some oh, she point, didn't. she thought it was going to be Harry and Hermione, which would have been awkward and well, awful. Actually, wait. I think it was by this movie that she knew that um, Ron and Hermione were going to be a thing. Because the director was like, oh, let's do this. And she's like, oh, yeah. The director did that. And she's <laughs> like, knew. you know. How'd you know? I think it was the screenwriter <laughs> who put it together. And she's like, you know, I was thinking about that. I wasn't sure. And that came, yeah, I think she said it was like, oh, yeah. That was a thought in her head yeah. that was going to come up in a later book. But it hadn't yet. Yeah, so they go see Dumbledore, and Dumbledore's like, you get awards for the school now. You saved the school. It's all good. Because they now, only Ron, broke can you just send rules. an owl? <laughs> yeah, they only broke 100 rules. Um, Ron, can you send an owl to Azkaban to get Hagrid back, please, while I talk to Harry? And he's like, Harry, so you know why you got the sword? Because you're a true... Excuse me. It's because you're a true Gryffindor. Only a Gryffindor could have pulled that sword out of the hat. <laughs> yeah, so you're awesome. I like the I like the magical the pulling something out of a hat, like an actual magician pulls something out of a hat. That's you know? that's that's fun. You know? 
It is fun. And then Lucius Malfoy shows up and he's like, so who opened the chamber? Voldemort. And Dumbledore's like, it was it was Voldemort. It wasn't a Weasley. Nope. Your plan was foiled. Also, Dobby is there because Dobby is the house elf for the Malfoys. Like the worst people ever to be the house elf for has to be the Malfoys. That's, that's his master and it sucks. And then Harry gets his little idea here. Mm-hmm. As Malfoy is like leaves in a huff, he's like, oh, fine. I guess you're back. I guess everything's all good. And Harry takes the book and his sock and puts his sock in, in the, the diary that's been like mostly destroyed. It's like, uh, Mr. Malfoy, I think this is yours. Didn't you slip it into Ginny Weasley's cauldron? <laughs> and Malfoy's like, no, no, what do you, what? No, I didn't do that. What are you talking about? No, this isn't, this isn't my book. Or he's like, no, it's your book. Fine. Takes it back. And throws it at his and he gives, servant. He gives it to Dobby. He's like, Dobby, you take it. Like, take it back for me. I don't want to hold it. And Harry's like, open the book. He opens it. <laughs> Harry tells him to open the book. And there's a sock in the book. Master gave Dobby <laughs> clothes. He's been presented with clothes. He's now free. He can now fuck up Malfoy. <laughs> As he proceeds to do. Well, because Malfoy threatens God. to kill Harry, and as he goes to cast that killing curse, of course, Dobby shows how much magic House House really has, and he just snaps his fingers, yeah. basically. <laughs> yeah. Fucking Malfoy was going to cast the killing curse on Harry, like, feet away from Dumbledore's office. And Dobby's like, what the hell? No, you can't. <laughs> Yeah. And then Harry's like, just one condition here. Don't ever try to save my life again. <laughs> that's it. Spoiler, he does. He does. he does save his life again, but that's okay. And that's why he dies. <laughs> he wanted him to at that point. Things change. Yeah. Drastically. So everything's all honky dory now. We're all good. We go to the Great Hall. It's the end of the year feast. And guess who's all right? It's Hermione. Hermione's doing great. Hermione runs to to the gang. She hugs Harry. Gives a big hug. And then there's and an then awkward handshake with Ron. <laughs> <laughs> yep, and they're just like, um, what, what do we do here? Um, handshake, I guess. We can't hug. We're attracted to each other. We can't hug. Uh, it's so awkward and hysterical. It's awesome. And then who comes in? It's Hagrid. Hagrid been freed from Azkaban. He's all good. And the most ridiculous scene and... of the movie is right here when the entire, everyone cheers on that Hagrid's back. Like, I understand Harry, Ron, Hermione, and Dumbledore, because they're the only people in this fucking school who care about Hagrid, but everybody else starts clapping. It's like, you guys are going to hate him next half year. Half of them don't even know who he is, truly. No, more than half of them He's don't know He's just the groundskeeper to them. He's nobody. Yeah, but they're also going to hate him next year when he teaches a He's class. He's the worst teacher ever, but that's okay. <laughs> and that's the end of the movie. That's, that's how the movie ends. Pretty much everybody's cheering and everybody's happy and it's all wonderful because they save the day again by breaking all the rules. Yeah, of course. Obviously, that's how it works. Yep. Yeah. So, if you haven't listened to this podcast before, this is where we discuss uh, what went wrong in the media that we have talked about and how we would try to change that. Mother, what are what are your gone wrongs for this movie? Let's see here. First of all, the most powerful <laughs> so magical many. beings on the planet should not be subjugated so easily. I want to know how yeah. these house elves, which are way more magical, they don't need a wand. They don't, as a focus for their magic, they don't need to cast any spells. They yep. literally can snap their fingers or put up their hand and cause magic to flow. That's one gone wrong. The other mm-hmm. one is Harry, and this is a problem throughout the entire book series. Communication skills are minimal in these books. <laughs> in these movies, in the books, nobody communicates effectively. Harry, in this movie, Harry should be telling Dumbledore what's going on from the very beginning. He shouldn't have to find out later on that Harry can talk to snakes. 
He should have known that from earlier on in the movie. Harry should have talked to Dumbledore and said, I'm hearing voices. I'm hearing snakes. I'm, you know, something's going on in the castle. I know something's going on. I've heard the voices talking about killing people. Before things start getting really crazy, he should have said something. Um, Like I said. Yep. You know, that's, that's a big gone wrong, I think. But I mean, it makes the story flow. I get it. That's how it works. But I still think, yeah. 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 Um, well, the whole thing where um they get in the car instead of waiting, I think that's a gone wrong. But also, I get it. They're twelve year old boys. They're idiots. Yep. But also, guys, don't do that. Just, just, just wait for the adults, please. Yes, you should never fly an invisible car that's not actually invisible through the city. People might figure out there's something magical going on. Yeah. Especially that's... since Ron's da- Ron's dad's job is to stop people from doing exactly what they just did. And they did it with uh-huh. his car <laughs> that he uh-huh. magically That's why he got in with. trouble at work. Yes. Yeah. Also, um, the whole fact that Lucius Malfoy was just, he was going to cast a killing curse in the middle of Hogwarts on Harry. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, that's a fucking gone wrong. He should not be able to do that shit. We go back to my other small gone wrong too, I must say. If you're going to be yeah. a poor family and you're not, you're going to live the life of a poor family, that's all well and good. But there's no reason why once you've used the stupid flu powder to travel, you can't wash your face and hands. Wash your clothes yeah. off. If you don't want to wash them off magically, go in the bathroom and just di- die for the aesthetic. break it all off. Just die for aesthetic, but you don't have to be that aesthetically unpleasing. <laughs> I'm sorry. If I were magical, if there was nothing else I did that was ridiculously excessive, I would make sure that I looked clean and well put together at all times. I can't do it now because I'm not well, magical. You have, a, but you have different preferences than they do. If I had the ability so. to, I would. You have different preferences. Yeah. Just saying. I prefer to look clean and put together if it's possible. Yeah. Not to impress others, just because they looked like they had been rolling in the dirt. No one else who uses flu yeah. powder looks like that in any of the other movies. We never see people coming out of the flu looking like they do. Ever. Just the Weasleys. Yeah. <laughs> uh, um, also, of course, the ending where everybody's clapping <laughs> for Hagrid. They're all cheering for Hagrid. It's just like, why? why? They just didn't know how to end the movie. I think that's the problem. I mean, the, chambers, the chamber is not a problem anymore, so I guess they could cheer for that, but it just seems like they're cheering for Hagrid, which is kind of weird because no none of those kids know who Hagrid is. Cheer for the fact that there's no exams. How about that? <laughs> Let's just cheer they for that. They already had exams in this one. No, I they thought didn't. this one they had exams. exams. This is the other one they had exams. Um I'm pretty sure exams have been canceled like the first two years. One of them they had exams. Maybe it was the first one they had exams and they were canceled for this year. I swear, they like never have exams in this school. <laughs> they do. I remember them talking about exams in some of the books, but it's been a while. No, I I think in this one, we literally see um, Dumbledore say exams have been canceled and Hermione's like, no, isn't that this movie? Maybe it's this one. I don't know. One of them she does. I think that's this movie, even because that's, it's weird because Hermione literally hasn't been there for half the year, but she's like, no. <laughs> well, because she's Hermione. She probably probably read the all the syllabus she's probably done all the homework yeah. already only thing she has to do is what's yeah. newly assigned going forward god hermione was never um like behind on homework even when she was in the hospital wing <laughs> guarantee it nope which is why ron and harry managed to pass <laughs> because they copy they her stole homework. Their homework. <laughs> uh, wonderful is that all we have i think so <clears throat> i think we're good think so if you've got something you want to comment on about this let us know in our social media let's plug it yeah you guys can um follow us we're at fandoms gone wrong pod on instagram and facebook we're at fandom gone wrong 
on Twitter. We have an email. You can email us at fandomsgonewrongpod at gmail.com. You can follow me specifically. I'm at greenpixie12 most places on the internet, except for Twitter, where I'm at greenpixie123. Uh, occasionally I do YouTube. Sometimes, I guess. Uh, that's at Charlie Mac, M-A-C-K. Mother, where can people find you? Your one, your one thing? My one thing is my business Instagram account. It is Travel Planning by Carrie on Instagram, where you can see pictures of my travels to Disney, Universal, and other places as I go to other places. Mostly Disney lately, because, you know, COVID um, has limited some of my travel. <laughs> but yeah. And if you want to plan a vacation, look me up. Uh, yeah. That's what I do. She's pretty cool. What's up, potheads? We're the Restricted Section, a raunchy, rowdy, rambling, unabashedly pro-trans rights Harry Potter book club podcast hosted by a bunch of nihilistic millennial assholes who are desperately clinging to childhood fantasy as a way to escape the monotony of our 9-to-5 work culture and the inevitable extinction of the human race at our own hands. Isn't it wild that this book series was spontaneously created by the gods and has no actual author? The restricted section features a bunch of nerds with potty mouths rereading the Harry Potter series for what has to be like the third to 20th time and discussing the way the story and its themes have stayed with each and every one of us into our adulthood. We would love for you to join us every Wednesday wherever pods are cast. And here's your little sneak peek for next time. We're going to be doing Pitch Perfect. Nice. There might be singing, I'm just saying. No singing during the pod. Acapella, come on. I mean, it would be acapella, <laughs> like, literally, but... <laughs> but no. there's a lot of singing in the movie, so while we watch the movie, I will be singing, and we will be enjoying it. It's, it's a great yeah, piece of fluff. It's wonderful. Absolutely wonderful. Yep. Yeah, that's that's it. That's all we got for you today. Uh, we love you awesome nerds. Bye-bye. Goodbye. <laughs>